0: What is up? Welcome back to the Pack Center Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything Nevada Athletics, episode 155. I'm your host, Matt Hennepin. I'm here with my co-host, Isaiah Burroughs. Isaiah, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing all right. Doing all right. have a test in like an hour and a half. Not great. Well, I mean, it's not great because it's a test. I'm I'm pretty well prepared for it. But anyways, um, Nevada. Football suffered their first loss over the weekend to Kansas State. They lost by 21 points, 38-17 to Kansas State. Uh, Nevada women's volleyball got their second and third wins over the weekend, sweeping the tournament that they hosted here at the Virginia Street Gym. Um, and then Nevada soccer did not win. They lost 3-0 to St. Mary's. And then men's golf, uh, that, we, that we should have started with men's golf at the top. Um, coming back from 17 strokes down to win their their tournament and then women women's golf lost or they didn't lose but they finished tied for ninth among 21 teams um, in their tournament over the weekend where do you want to start man like
1: yeah i mean lots going on as always with the fall sports season but i mean i think we have to kick it off with men's golf i don't mean to bring that football pun into play but i mean just like you said battling back from a 17 stroke deficit to win the husky invitational via tiebreaker with washington i mean we shot a twelve under in the final round. And it's the first tournament win since taking the Olympic Club Intercollegiate in March of twenty nineteen. I mean that's an impressive, impressive status. And you know, we have our final results for you here. Tied for fifth, we have Quim Vidomora who shot a six under. We tied for fifth right next to him was Peyton Collins, who also shot a six under. Tied for fifteenth was AJ Lutnin, who shot a three under, tied for fifteenth also was Trey Davis, who also shot a three under, and tied for sixty first was Michael Cero, who shot a nine over. I mean, just as you can tell just by the box score and how so many of our key contributors performed, that's quite a performance. I mean, way to gather it in the final day of play and just, I'm not trying to say shock the world, but just like shock the tournament per se. And I mean, that's just like you said, what a comeback victory. What a huge win and way to take our first tournament of the year. This can really keep the ball moving in so many ways. and
0: Literally. Yeah, and somebody, once again, <laughs> so many of
1: these puns coming off one another and just put us in the right direction. That was quite the performance and a team effort altogether. And then, you know, I, I think just getting right back to it with women's golf, who finished tied for tied for ninth, excuse me, amongst 21 teams at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Invitational. I think
0: that's how you say, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Victoria Gailey finished tied for fifth who shot a two-over for the tournament. Uh, Leia John finished tied for 29th, who shot a 10-over. Uh, Nita Croth, oh, Coth, excuse me, shot tied for 35th with a 11-over. Tied for 72nd was Caitlin Fleiner, who shot a 20-over, and then tied for 83rd was Danny Unamori, who shot a 25-over. Um, I mean, kind of better than half, a little bit middle of the pack in a way, but... You know, you saw some strong performances at the top and something we can really build off of as a unit. And women's golf, same with men's golf, has had some strong performances to start the year and just kind of getting their feet under them in a lot of ways. So just expecting big things all around. And I'll kick it over to you for women's soccer and women's volleyball.
0: Women's soccer, um, they lost 3-0 to St. Mary's. They scored, or St. Mary's scored their first three goals within the first 40 minutes of the game. Um... We've been seeing the back-and-forth between Emily McHugh and goalkeeper Kendall Stovall. On the back-and-forth meaning they've been splitting playing time. Um, this last game, they literally did split playing time. Um, they both played one half each. Uh, McHugh played the first half uh, where all three goals were allowed. She had four saves, and then Stovall played the final uh, 44 minutes or 45 minutes um, and recorded two saves. It, Nevada has scored just one goal since august 29th um this is september 23rd so not the most ideal uh statistic to have but the offense just hasn't been performing man they just haven't i mean they've been getting a lot of shots on goal as we've talked about or just a lot of shots in general um they had eight shots with three on goal this last game and saint mary's had 17 shots with nine on goal but like there's been times where you and i've talked about where they've had more shots and shots on goal than the opposing team and they just haven't gone to the back of the net
1: yeah it's been a lot of volume but you know coming up with empty calories in a way and just not fulfilling the ultimate deed of scoring and that's i just think that's one of the main problems obviously with this team is just getting the ball in the net, I mean, it's as simple as that and something they really need to build upon going forward.
0: Nevada women's soccer is 1-6. and six. Their next game will be tomorrow against Utah State at 3 p.m. This is, this is the second of their two-game road trip, and then they come back home for Boise State. And then transitioning into women's volleyball, who picked up two, their second and third victories of the season. We talked about um, their second one last podcast but their third one came over cal state university northridge again another three to one victory that the Wolfpack had uh sydney peterson eventually won the tournament mvp for her performance she had 11 blocks um, with 23 kills and an ace um so congratulations to sydney but it was <laughs> since they're now playing at home this is this is their first time at home this season will that will this potentially open up i'm not gonna say winning streak but like kind of a change in aura amongst the team. Yeah,
1: I mean, can't do much better. I mean it's one of the stronger performances of the year. You can easily make that argument and just a lot of serious team effort going into it. And I think you're starting to see some cohesion, a little more communication going on. I think it's starting to pay dividends. And like you said, I really think this could really, you know, put them in the right direction in one way or another and something they can really build upon. And women's volleyball, we've been saying it has the talent to really get stuff done. And I think we're starting to see that really come together.
0: I don't know where they'll, I don't know if they'll finish near the top of the conference, but this was their last non-conference tournament of the season. They're going to be entering conference play this weekend. They have San Diego state and UNLV at home Thursday and Saturday. Um, So hopefully they're able to um, put together some wins over the season. I don't, I, hopefully they go like 500. Um, I don't know if that's a realistic goal or not, but hopefully it's something that they can, eventually achieve cuz that's a step in the right direction compared to what we've seen in past years.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm with you there.
0: And Nevada football um s- suffered their first loss of the season 38-17 to Kansas State. Uh you and I did we uh, you predicted to win last week for Nevada, yeah. did you? We both did. We both did. Okay. Um but we did say that Nevada Nevada's defense needed to be perfect, not perfect, but they need to put together a strong performance against deuce Vaughn um in the run game who that did not have nevada um nevada's line got pushed around on both fronts i mean their are two running backs devontaele and Tawa, they combined for 39 rushing yards and 16 carries uh Vaughn had 23 carries for like 127 yards, something like that, and then Irvin had 82 more yards on the or Joe Irvin, their backup tailback had 82 more yards on the ground. It was just was not a good overall all around performance for the Nevada. Um, it was I don't want to. It's not. I don't think it. It might be the worst performance they have this year. I don't know because we we're only three games into the season, but there's an obvious deficiency in the in the, there's an obvious deficiency defensively. Um, in the running game i don't know i think that i think that might be just a byproduct of playing two power five programs on the road you know two probably the two of the best offensive lines are probably going to face um in a game this season i mean san diego state's a very good run team boise state struggled to run the ball but i think they'll be able to run the ball well um as the season goes along, so I mean, there's going to be teams where Nevada's is just going to have to find a way to slow them down and grit and grind it out. But yeah, just hasn't been. It hasn't been. It has the run. The run defense hasn't been up to standard so far, no. and that was something that was there last. Year.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I think you saw it kind of poke its head against Cal in the season opener, and it yep. really, yeah. really showed up big time well, it, against
0: Kansas State and. Aside from the second and third quarter against Cal, Nevada's run defense wasn't good.
1: Great point, great point. You know, you're seeing what... I think we could see what this unit is kind of capable of. It's just a matter of stringing it together through all four quarters, and that did not happen at all against Kansas State one way or another. And, you know, one of the things we did talk about is you don't... One of the things you didn't want to see is Kansas State taking the ball away from Carson Strong and the rest of the Nevada offense, but, you know, we did see... Nevada have its opportunities and have you know have its limitations and ways to really chip into the lead and potentially take the lead on some occasions but the offense wasn't really clicking in that regard either and
0: especially in the second half
1: especially especially in the second half and you know you saw that late surge in the first half from Nevada and everything like that but the run defense and the way Kansas State really just chewed up clock, made big plays in the passing game when it had to. I think that was huge, especially in the first quarter, getting that early lead. And, you know, it just immediately kind of played into their favor. And, you know, Nevada on both ends just couldn't really catch up in a way.
0: How funny was it that you and I on the last podcast were like, hey, like just kind of jokingly, but like, hey, what if they throw uh, just – like a seventy-yard heave on the first play of the game. Now, it happened on the second. Time. It happened on the second. What we're trying to
1: tell you is, we see the future.
0: You should be listening to this <laughs> yeah, podcast, Nostradamus, uh, Matt. They hate listen. Um, prep for it next game. I guess. Um, but <laughs> I just thought that was like pretty funny. I mean, we see the future. That's yeah. that's where I'm going to chalk it up to. I say, you. What would you say the Nevada's record be eleven and one? I thought I think it was ten and two. Oh, ten and two. Okay, lost Fresno nine, three, lost like at Fresno State and lost at Kel. Okay, all right. And um,
1: well, I guess we got those wrong.
0: Yeah. But so we're gonna attribute our Nostradamus is to this.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. We're gonna take that all the way. But no, like you said, I mean, there's a lot to build upon on both ends, and I know statistically speaking, Strong wasn't his typical self.
0: You still and had like. But a decent game still.
1: Yeah. I mean, stat wise, it wasn't too bad. And, you know, I know you and I talked about this off the podcast. Obviously, he made a few NFL throws that were quite impressive. A couple between the numbers, uh, a couple just absolute bombs because that's what he does. Just putting it in the bread basket. Not afraid to test the secondary and just whether it's the sidelines, whether it's right over the middle, he just seems to have a knack for that. And it's just kind of elite passing in that regard. But overall, I thought the offense lacked a lot of rhythm, especially in the run game. I know you and I talked about this preseason. Do I have to walk that back? I think we both have to in a way. Now, when we were looking at some of the numbers, you know, we said they were an efficient bunch in the yards per carry portion, which they were. I mean, statistically speaking, they were. You just didn't see much of those high-volume, high-running, you know, high-rushing games. And, um... Through three games now, it's been a little bit of a problem. I think we can point to that is just the lack of balance heading into last year coming into this year is just not having that consistent you know that consistent force in the run game one like way or another consistent push thank you consistent. That's what I was kind of thinking of, and it doesn't help, like you said, when you're kind of overmatched on both sides of the football,
0: but I don't i I think. I don't know if Nevada will face. I mean, they're going to face good defenses, but I don't know if it's going to be this. Like, I don't know if I don't think the run game is going to be this this detrimental from there on out. Yeah, I, don't, I don't foresee that happening. I think it just improves, um, maybe to four yards to carry, five yards to carry. But I'm not. I'm. I I asked rhetorically if I want to walk it back. I'm not walking it back. Last year we were evaluating based off of last year. Nevada had two tailbacks rush up to six yards to carry last year. They're capable of doing that. Potentially again this year. Um, I don't. I wonder if it's like because Nevada's offense hasn't been as explosive, and they're getting forced in a long down at distances, or something like that. Maybe there's some like underlying factor that we're not really factoring in. Um, but it, I still think Nevada can potentially have a strong run game. I mean, you and I are going to talk about it in a little bit, but schedule doesn't really get easier. I mean, it gets easier, but like it's going to be a battle um for the west division um I'll get into my Fresno State talk like a little bit but it I think Nevada, I don't think I don't foresee some of these struggles happening in the first three games specifically against California and Kansas State I don't expect that to carry over in the conference play I think they're going to iron some stuff out make some adjustments just overall improvement
1: yeah I'm really hoping to see that and coming away 2 and 1 from this road trip I think a non-conference, I should say, coming two and coming away two and one from non-conference play. You know, maybe in retrospect, as you look at it, as a season whole, you'll take that. It's just hey, well,
0: they also got New Mexico State like after the week after Boise State.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about like oh, where we are right. right now. Yeah. Like, sorry, I should have mentioned that beforehand. Yeah. But just like coming away from this at this moment, two and one. It's just I just think it was the fashion in which we lost. It was almost a just a really dominant effort, and credit to KSU on both sides, just really sound. Fundamental and got the job done in one way or another. It was really, it was pretty impressive. I have to give them some props. You know, it felt like
0: I was watching a Bill Snyder team all over again. It was <laughs> actually Chris Climan. I mean, just grit and grind it out. We're just gonna we're just gonna run the football and we're gonna be physical on both fronts. And Nevada obviously wasn't up to par there, um at least on Saturday. I think there is. I think they they are better than they what what they showed. Um, But it obviously was not good, especially when Kansas State started to build that lead late in the fourth quarter. It just kept—and Nevada couldn't sustain drives offensively, as you talked about. I mean, they just—like, when they got the opportunities to get the ball back and potentially make it a one-score game or a two-score game or whatnot, um, they weren't able to do so.
1: No, I'm totally with you. I think
0: you said the point
1: that just really stands out to me is uh, they're better than what they showed. I, Sometimes I, I think they're just
0: better I think, yeah, yeah I, I just genuinely happens. think that they're that Nevada's better than what they showed um, against Kansas State, and to some degree against Cal. Yeah,
1: totally. I'm with you there. Sometimes, you know, no matter how talented you are and everything like that, it doesn't always come together week by week. But it and also you know what it is capable
0: of. It also I don't want to. Th- I don't think they're going to. I mean, I'd say play as well, but look as dominant as they did against Idaho State because Idaho State's. A, well, I don't they're not a top 25 FCS ranked team or at least they weren't when we played them but I I just think it's so going. It's kind of it. it's kind of like we're on we're on opposite meters of the spectrum here like we have we look we don't look great we haven't looked great against two power five foes uh, although we did want to win one of them but then we completely dominated an FCS play. I don't know where you we're somewhere in the middle I think um, I think we're on. I think we. It's it's. We're we're on the extreme level, of where we've played throughout these first three games, and that's kind of, just a byproduct of the schedule. But like, it's also just the reality. Nevada didn't play as good against Cal and as Kansas State as I think we're capable of them playing. Although they did squeak out a win, one win there, but I also think we're not, in, at least in these next nine games. Ten games, if you want to count a bowl game or whatever, but I don't think we're going to look as dominant as we did against Idaho State. I don't think, like, I don't think we've seen this true team yet. And of course, I mean, if you want to jump into it now, but this team is going to get tested. Oh yeah, this team's ch- going to get tested big time. Let's, Let's jump right, right, right into the, it over the course of the next few weeks. Um, regardless of the UNLV game, regardless of New Mexico State in three weeks, um, like we're, we're going to get tested. It's going to be a battle.
1: Oh, definitely. No, it's gonna get like you say, it may get ugly in that West Division just with
0: that West of yeah.
1: It's gonna it's gonna be a battle. And I think I'm so not only interested but intrigued to see how Nevada fairs and conference play now because it is gonna start to rev up after these next two weeks and you know, just with this matchup against Boise State, I mean,
0: that's huge. We're looking ahead or I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking ahead. Here here here's what I wanna talk. It's these next nine games well, okay, so college football is different than other sports. Major League Baseball, 162 games. There's up and ups and downs organizationally throughout a year. It's like a roller coaster ride. Um, the NBA season's 82 games. It's similar. There's ups and downs between teams, um, Again, not as big as baseball, but still there's, it's a long season. The NFL's a little different. There's 16, now 17 games. there was 16. Um, And so every game was pretty important. Um, College basketball is 25, 30, 35 games. And so those are important. College football is 12 games. Every game to some capacity um, is important. But you might say, well, for Nevada, for example, Nevada could lose five games and still make a bowl game. They could lose half their game. They can go six and six in the regular season and still make a bowl game. While that is true, this year's Nevada team has much higher expectations than teams in years past. Um, especially when Norvell first entered, Nevada went three and nine, um, and seven and six, eight and five. When Brian Polian was here, Nevada was—I think we had went four and eight, maybe one or two years—and then we had a couple six, seven-win seasons. For this team in particular, every single game from here on out is pretty important. Um, it's more important than it has been. Usually I would use that anecdote for, or I usually go on that tangent for like the best teams in the country, like Alabama and Georgia, cause you can only lose one. And then the college football playoff, um, to either make that. And usually for teams like Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, et cetera, et cetera, you want to get to that point, um, or Ohio state's another great example. Um, but for Nevada, this comes in terms of a mountain West. Mountain West championship appearance which they haven't which they haven't been to since joining in 2011 or 2012 excuse me they haven't even partaken in it they got close last year um suffered a couple bad losses to hawaii and san jose state they weren't able to get there um that san jose state loss proved to be pretty crucial and so that's just another kind of evident Just more evidence i don't know what i was trying to say there but it's just another like more evidence to that um, but these next nine games are gonna be really important and Nevada, I mean obviously I'm saying this three weeks into the season, so it doesn't hold a lot of like surface to it, but like Nevada controls their own destiny duh. They have, if they win all nine games, boom, you're probably in a Mountain west title game. But I'm saying that with the fact that I don't think Nevada's gonna win all nine of their next or all of their next nine games. Um, I'm fumbling a lot of words right now. I don't know if you knew that. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, but, like, my point is, it's like every game is so important, and these next nine games, considering that the position that Nevada's in, is going to be even more important than um, it would be in a typical season. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. No, I'm totally with you there. It's going to be a battle, and, like, it's just it's in Nevada's hands in a way. You know, Um how it's kind of weird. obviously we're not towards the tail end of the season by any means but i'm just so how are they going to finish how are they going to finish how it, are they
0: going to get through conference boys yeah. i think the better question and finish yeah. i mean we just started the season that's I don't I know was what we're talking it. about like how are they going to get through we, this that, is that's like that's why i kind of felt bad for saying like the whole nine games thing like controller on destiny because usually that was something you would say like when you're in like a three or four game stretch late in the season. It's just like, wait, but there's the season just started a few weeks ago. Like, why am I talking about the end of the season already? That doesn't make a lot of sense. But you know, you know my point. Oh yeah, conference play is going to be tough.
1: And you know, I don't know if you want to get into Fresno State and their impressive win over UCLA to now be ranked in the top twenty-five, well deserved. And I know you've given them heaps of praise throughout the season, and for yeah. good reason. I mean, Jake Hayner, what a performance and everything like that
0: yeah i don't you asked me this a little while ago and you're like matt like what what about fresno state intrigues and i was like well okay they have one of the best quarterbacks in the conference and jay caner they have ronnie rivers have you and i have talked about in the past is like a nuisance in the best way possible um, he's a threat in the run game threat in the passing game he he does so much. He's probably the Mountain West best tailback or one of the best tailbacks, along with like Greg Bell, Charles Williams, et cetera, et cetera. Then they have a, a very good receiving core. Um, uh, Carrick Wheatfall, Jalen Cropper, um, Ty Collins, who they brought over from Washington. So it's like they have a lot of like, wep- they have a lot of weapons that they have at their disposal offensively. And of course, I've ever since he was hired, I was brought in the Kalen DeBoer factor how he's had massive offensive success everywhere that he's gone, um, whether it was Indiana. I mean, Indiana not as much, uh, but they had one of the best offensive seasons in like over two decades when he was at Indiana, and then, of course, with Fresno State when, when he was here in 2017 and 18. So it's like they've had, he, he's had a lot of offensive success wherever he's gone. Um, and then the fact that last year they went 3-3. Three and three. You want to know what? They didn't have any, any spring practices and they still managed to go 500. Um, there was some weird COVID stuff throughout the season um, in some of the games that they weren't, they had some postpos- postponements, much like every other Mountain West team other than Nevada and Hawaii, but like, like you could look at it and be, you could look at it from all of that information I just said. I just expected improvement. As I said at the beginning of the season, I think they're gonna cause a lot of Mountain West teams problems and they certainly cause problems in non-conference play. Um, with, of course, Oregon leading heading into the fourth quarter and then, of course, beating UCLA on the road over the weekend. It was the 13th-ranked team in the nation. I mean, you, could we say there was it was it was a little fluky with their— not fluky, but a little bit uh, overhyped and overrated or whatever with their win against LSU? Sure, fine, whatever. I'm not the guy to say that, but there was the talk that they might not be as good as they were ranked because of that win over LSU and whatnot, but— Fresno State still went on the road and uh, performed, and especially in the fashion that they did it, especially late in the game where Hayner got hurt. He, he couldn't even stand upright on, I think, the second-to-last play of the second-to-last drive. He got hit. The next play, he throws a touchdown. You could obviously see he's, in, see he's in some sort of pain. I mean, it's a left hip injury. It's For a quarterback, I mean, you're rotating every time you're throwing, so that's obviously going to down and then of course on that last drive he was throwing he had a couple 25 yard throws I mean he was just lasers he was just really good and then of course he had the final touchdown at the end to eventually win it but like he was imp- he was very impressive and it's it's it I get genuinely not surprising to me that Fresno State has done or has done this well so far but I truly do believe that when you look at some of the teams on their schedule like they're going to cause problems to him and potentially even beat them which could help or hurt Nevada like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pose this question to you right now after I went on that massive, long Fresno State tangent. Is Fresno State the biggest threat in the Mountain West of Nevada?
1: I think it is at this point, yeah. I mean, I think they're the best team in the conference right now. I think you can easily make that argument. I know it's just... Through four... Through, through three weeks. Through three, three weeks.
0: I mean, four weeks for them, but three yeah. weeks, yeah.
1: It's just what... How, their non-conference play right now is just... It was brutal on paper, and they've lived up to the challenge. They've lived up to the billing and then some, and... Like you said with Jake Hayner, I know Carson Strong gets so much well-deserved attention and recognition, and now Jake Hayner's getting his fair share of shine, and he is supremely talented as well. And just an electric offense that you keep talking about with so many diverse playmakers and skill sets at all skill positions, it's just an elite bunch and a defense that's really feisty. And I mean, I think for Nevada right now, that has to be one of the main targets if you want to make it back to a Mountain West championship. But I think I, I just think it'd be a mistake right now to just focus solely, obviously, on Fresno State right now. You just got to take it week by week. I know that's very cliche, but
0: Boise State... If you're Nevada, up, yeah. Yeah, oh we I mean, yeah. were talking about it just from like an outside oh, yeah. perspective. I'm like, what could potentially happen?
1: Yeah. Just for Nevada, taking it by a week by a week. I mean, getting this by. I know Jay Norvell is a fan of early buys, and for good reason. You know, just get cleaned up. And then from that point on, it can really be... What's this Boise State team going to look like because they got a big week ahead of them too, and you know Nevada's going to hopefully be well rested and everything like that. But like you said, this this conference is going to get messy. It's going to be battle tested, and whoever comes out of it, I really believe is going to be
0: legit in more <laughs> ways than one. When you and when I you texting about, I told you it was like the Hunger games lovely yeah it's a great analogy just beating the heck out of each other uh the last one standing is going to have like bruises all over their face they're going to be dragging one leg and then they uh, they will likely presumably uh play a boise state team who will have also some bruises um not as much but uh whoever comes out on top in this west division between nevada san jose state san diego state and fresno state they're going to be hobbling to the finish line um And that finish line, again, a lovely date with one Boise State, presumably. um, Utah State might make a run. Wyoming might make a run as well. I mean, Boise State has struggled in their first three games. We can talk about that if you want. I mean, we'll probably talk about it more next week um, when Nevada plays Boise State. Because, again, Nevada has the bye this week. You and I aren't going to have to recap a game next week. How do you like that? You get a week. I'm just you don't get a week off. You,
1: we you, don't get a week off. You, here. We don't get a buy at Pac Center. <laughs>
0: yeah. Isaiah gets no days off.
1: No um, all grind. Yeah. That's okay.
0: <laughs> we'll look forward to it. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, whoever comes out in that West Division is just gonna be hobbling and beat up and bruised and uh, their shirt's gonna be ripped. Uh, there's gonna be like bunch of holes in their pants. They're gonna be I don't they might have one shoe, one sock. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but you want to re- let's look at some of these schedules. I I I, I, pu- I put these on the doc for you. But Nevada, they're let's look, let's read off Nevada's first. Just I mean, this isn't their subsequent ske- team by team, schedule by schedule, but it's just some of the tough teams they face. Um, so they're at Boise State, then they're at Fresno State, home against San Jose State, at uh, San Diego State. That's like their first of the amongst the four in the West Division um they're on the road for all for all four of them except one against San Jose State and then lastly they're at home against Air Force. I don't know. I just put Air Force on there cuz I mean the triple option's funky. Oh yeah. I mean it's a little bit non-traditional compared to like the way Nevada or not Nevada the way Army and Navy use their triple option. Air Force will probably throw the ball a little bit more, but it's still a triple option. It still gets a little funky there. Nevada has that at home. Fresno State I, who I in the season probably I think had some probably the toughest non-con or toughest conference um, schedule amongst those four teams although it is pretty marginal um they're at Hawaii I had Hawaii on there because traveling at Hawaii different time zone I don't know it's just I I, I think of like I think of playing in Hawaii is like kind of like a house of horse for Nevada I don't know if it would be for Fresno State but I just had that on there so they're at Hawaii at Wyoming Wyoming's a tough team you go up Go up into the mountains. Um, Craig Bull, they're going to run the ball. They play good defense. They're home against Nevada at San Diego State, home against Boise State, and at San Jose State. So they have San Jose State and San Diego State on the road, and then they have Nevada and Boise State at home. Then for San Diego State, they're at San Jose State at Air Force. Two tough games. They're home against Fresno State at Hawaii. Again, I have Hawaii on the road on there. I mean, Nevada plays them at home, which is why I didn't have it there. Then they're home against Nevada and then home against Boise State. And then San Jose State they have at San Diego—or they're home against San Diego State, home against Wyoming at Nevada, home against Utah State, and then home against Fresno State. And then for Bo- for Boise State, they're home against Fresno State this weekend. So, Or they're home against Utah State. Utah State, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, that's—do <laughs> you see the amount of big games scattered throughout the conference?
0: I, I went off— a lot there. I probably I, lost. I know that's a lot of games, that but I, just... I hope I didn't lose you.
1: No. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, just looking at what Fresno State and Nevada have just right off the jump, especially on the Nevada end, at Boise State, at Fresno State, that's a crucial two-game stretch that we already have talked about before the season started, and just, like, looking at some of these bigger opponents and everything like that, you can really see, I, I really think at this point, you can flip a coin and say... Yeah, who's going to win this conference? Because it yeah. is going to be a battle. And
0: you mean, are you taught? Wait, are you West Division or conference? Just conference, either, either, okay. either,
1: because I think you know. I know we haven't talked about it a lot, but Boise State has looked susceptible to begin the game, mm-hmm. to begin the year. I'm sorry, to begin the game, to begin the year. Um, I think, I think at this point, all teams have holes. Obviously, like that, right. no team is any perfect. But I mean, there's just a lot of crowded competition right now and you know i just think as a nevada fan and a i think you could just argue a mountain west football fan in general who pays attention to those types of things gets you excited right i mean what i just going back to nevada what is nevada capable of now because now we're starting to see what some of their conference foes are doing right now in non-conference play the fun hasn't even begun yet No. Let's see what really unfolds, and it's coming. I promise you, just right after this bye week, we're going to see what Nevada's capable of, and I think they're capable of a lot. Like you said, this loss against Kansas State, it's not our best performance by any stretch of the imagination. We know what this team's capable of in a lot of ways. just has to see it develop and see it really unfold
0: on the field. Do you think Nevada's going to get— do you think teams are just going to run the heck out of the ball against Nevada now? now that they see what's gone on through the first three weeks?
1: From what I've seen from the last two years, I think Nevada's a team that does adjust. Adjust to a team's strengths. I know I talked about that in a way to KSU, hence why I picked Nevada over KSU because... Bad prediction. It was We stink bad. prediction. We suck. Don't listen to us. <laughs> why are you listening now? I'm just saying. <laughs> um,
0: uh, um, bad prediction. I can't believe you said that. Like I did. I, did I know. It's
1: okay. like the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> bum bum. Uh, That's a... That's an old saying, but I've you know, never heard that. What are the? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've never heard that. Go read a book, kid. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That was just terrible what I just said.
0: Um, I I just think I one of the probably reasons... do need to go read a book
1: though. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Dude. I I, oh, yeah. I I mean I ha- I own like step
1: up the well, at least the
0: at least here in Reno I have. Probably like five to ten books on my bookshelf. Not a lot. Um, I have more back home in Gardnerville, but yeah, no, I need. I probably need to. Read. It's been a while since I've actually read a novel front to back. But yeah, I'll go do that. Anyways, continue. I, I keep it up. <laughs> no, no, no worries. I'm
1: the one who started it. <laughs> um, I just said one of the reasons is I picked Nevada last week is because they, Kansas State, in a little way in a little way, in a way kind of emulated SDSU and how well we played against SDSU and their ability to, and work, you know, Nevada's ability to stop the run in a way and how we adjust to opponent's strengths. We may not completely shut it down and make a ton of plays on top of it, but it seems like we really focus on that aspect and, you know, make them work around it. So just in regards to the rest of the season, I certainly don't think it'll be a downpour of teams just running a ruckus on us on the ground and having them chew up 250-plus yards of rushing and you know just seeing what Kansas State did to us on both sides. But for that to happen, it, it's going to take more strength, more physicality, and just a kind of want from both sides at this point, especially to the, the defensive line, to just get after it in a way. And it's 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 a man's game down there. I have no idea what it is like, obviously, from personal experience, but... You know, to win in the trenches, is, you know, it's 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 a it's more of a will than want in a way. You did know? you play pop Warner? I did not. I I didn't even play football.
0: Oh, you didn't? Nope. I was gonna say like Madden Pro Bowler. Huh?
1: Madden Pro Bowler.
0: Yeah. No. I w- Yeah. I I played one year. That was. Yeah. Cool. Well no, I was just asking because it's like I don't like I don't know if you played like defensive line. I mean, you said you had no personal experience, but I was like, I was gonna ask like what position did you play if you did, but I guess you didn't, but it's okay. Nope. I wasn't good, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm doing this. (laughs) But yeah, I do agree. I mean to some extent, I do think teams are gonna run the ball more on Nevada. Um is Nevada's secondary better than we thought, or I, I I don't know that's still yeah it's still up in the up air. in the air in up a way in
1: i think we're going to see more teams tested like fresno state with that match yeah, we'll see what yeah, but yeah. that then again that's an elite passing offense right now yeah, so it's, that's a tough for matchup what,
0: like 400 450 yards against us shredded last year shredded ucla or no against us i mean yes he did shred ucla oh, yeah. but i'm saying against us last year yeah when we were in that shootout in Mackey. and i mean nevada did, did eventually win that game but it was still that was a
1: fun game yeah that turned into like a last year that was like almost like cuz i was coming off a loss was a big win to keep our bowl contention alive. And
0: well, he still I mean, probably would have been a
1: bowl team anyways. We're talk- I was Wait, talking was about that like coming Mount off the loss? I, I, I think it was coming off the loss at Hawaii. and then. Um, it was in that stretch between Hawaii and uh, San Jose State. I remember that. Mount West Championship hopes alive. I mean, that was that was a big game.
0: But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I completely forgot to mention this to you. Um, how funny it was to see Jay Norvell get just so mad on the sideline in the third quarter. Like I was, I mean, I don't know about you, but like that's the moment where I would just laugh. Um, Cause I know I would do the same thing if I was in his shoes. So he got mad like three or four times in a span. Did I, did you see that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He got mad what in a like show. a span of like three or four times in a, sp- in like in one drive. Once was, the first one was like Nevada had like a reverse pass Kind of like a trickery play They called, they originally were going to call Block in the back, they picked the flag up But like before they picked the flag up Norvell was heated on the sidelines. And then <laughs> And then after the penalty was picked up Like he looked at his, he's like, alright, I'm good now I'm good, I'm good Two plays later, um, Strong gets Shoved to the ground um, They called, they didn't call a rough Or, they didn't they neglected to call roughing the pass, so they almost called it intentional grounding, but they uh determined that he threw the ball to the line of scrimmage so it wouldn't be intentional grounding because he was scrambling, rolling out, threw it, got pushed to the ground a couple seconds after he threw it. And as soon as he got pushed and no flag was called. Or really as soon as he got pushed, Norvell was beside himself on the sideline. Like literally, like I've never seen Jay Norvell, like we've seen animated Jay Norvell from time to time. Um it's not very frequent. He's a pretty Like cool and collective guy, humble. He's pretty cerebral, like just with his demeanor. Great name, great, great name, great term. Cerebral, Um, great description. But there's there is the times where he does have the propensity to snap, just like every single football coach out there, or just really coach in general. And he was absolutely beside himself, and it was hysterical. I mean, he threw a headset on the ground multiple assistants were trying to hold him back and it was just like oh my god like i've never seen him that mad ever like it was kind of like entertaining um i had a tweet where i was like that made buying an espn plus subscription worth it i did have a espn plus subscription subscription beforehand um no for ads but i did have one beforehand um but hey it made like what this i think it's like i don't know i don't even remember how much it is a year like i'm guessing like 50 60 bucks i can't remember but it made it all the more worth it, but it, I thought that was like, like, like a pretty funny moment. No, that was one of
1: the highlights of a pretty dreadful loss. Just seeing him that animated was good. Yeah, I thought it was good to see, it. and it was. I'm not trying to say comical, but just, just way he stands up for his players, just all the respect in the world to coach Nor, coach Norvell. Oh yeah, for everything sure. Everything he does, he he did not like that call whatsoever, and
0: Daniel I stand was mad. by it he was mad i'm sorry to interrupt but then he was mad i think like i don't even know if it was like he was mad or like he was trying to pump up his team or whatever but he was mad like going into a commercial break after tall kicked the field goal like a few plays later because i mean norvell did pick up the 15-yard penalty um nevada was pushed out of field or not at a field goal range but they were pushed out of the red zone they were forced to kick a field goal after a, a third down not miscue but they didn't convert the third down and then he was like, you could see in the commercial break. I don't know if that was then or if that was like some other point in the game, but he was like mad and he was like screaming on the sideline. And I, I couldn't tell if it was mad or pumping up because we're not listening. We don't know what he said, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. It was good to see a lot of animation.
0: <laughs> um, we're going to get into Boise state more next week. I know we touched a little bit on Kansas state, that recap, um, recording on thursday boise state plays utah state as big game tomorrow boise state and utah i mean as boise state struggled a little bit in their first three games i mean they lost their two games by a combined six points i don't know how much you want to read into that but they've struggled running the ball bachmeyer got beat up against oklahoma state especially in the second half um didn't bode well for him but utah state's three 0 um they could be a potential team to disrupt things in the mountain division of the Mountain West. Um, Boise State at Utah State, that should be a good game tomorrow. Fresno State and UNLV um, probably know the result of that if you want to see. If you don't like UNLV, which I'm guessing if you listen to this, you don't, watch that game. (laughs) Nevada off this week at Boise State next week. Big game. We'll get into that more next week. Do you have anything more to add? No, sir. Thank you for listening. Give us a a five-star rating like and subscribe um, Again, thank you for listening see you guys next week